Welcome to Christian Medical and Dental Association's Chapel. We trust this message will encourage your walk with the Lord. I want to take a, some time in our chapel together this morning to talk a little bit about a subject that's really been kind of burning on my heart a little bit. If you've ever done any preaching or speaking, uh, you know sometimes the Lord starts giving a message to you and you begin to make some notes and the, you just continue to add to that. And I always keep a little few things on my phone that as God's been speaking to me about some things. And this is one of those subjects. And I thought, well, this may not, maybe not a good kind of a message to kick off the Christmas season with. But I, I really felt like the Lord just kept taking me back and more and more scriptures. And so I, I want to share some of those with you. I want to talk about the subject of secret sins or hidden things. Secret sins or hidden things. And I want to focus on this verse of scripture in Proverbs 20, verse 27. The Lord's, light, the Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every human motive. The Lord's light penetrates, I'm just under on this word, exposing every hidden motive. Well, it is Christmas time, and we were kind of raised on this uh, Santa Claus is coming to town theology, right? And uh, it goes like this. The song goes, he's making a list, he's checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty or nice, Santa Claus is coming to town, right? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Kind of terrifying when you think about it, right? Uh, Like we train our kids, you know, to believe in Santa Claus, and then we're kind of teaching us, hey, he knows, he knows. And then we kind of grow up, and we hit that point, at that point of discovery, we realize, okay, uh, Santa's, you know, a fictional kind of character, and all of a sudden, these ideas of he knows, and he's keeping a list, and we just kind of throw all that out with our, our theological understandings, and sometimes that fiction tradition gets thrown out, and we lose a religious reality, and many people live with this idea that, okay, God doesn't know, God doesn't see, God doesn't know what's going on. We can hide from God. This all started in the, uh, in the Garden of Eden when God had created human beings. Uh, he created man, he created woman, he had given them some parameters about the garden, and then he began to realize that they disobeyed and they sinned. And what they do when they sin, they realize that they were naked, and when they realize that they were naked, they covered themselves, they tried to cover up their sin, and then they hid from the presence of the Lord. Well, it begins a a lie of the enemy that you begin to see and you begin to understand. It's some of the lies that come out of the garden when when man first sinned. God can't see it. He doesn't know what's going on. He'll never know about it. Uh, There are no consequences for it. If you cover up something because God doesn't see it and God doesn't know about it, it's personal and private, so don't worry about it. It's your choice. It's your decision, and everything will be okay. You deserve to enjoy it. And so, so many people have kind of come to their theology of, okay, whatever I do publicly is different than what I do privately. And what I think it's important for us to understand in our Christian lives, in our walk with the Lord, that what we do in our private lives impacts our public lives and that God does see. Because the scripture in Genesis points out to us that God came walking in the cool of the day and he began to call them out. By name, Adam, Eve, where art thou? Where are you? And God came calling. And so they thought they could cover it up. 
They thought there's no way that the God of the universe, the creator of the world, the creator of human beings, would ever know what was going on. But boy, did they have a shock when they heard the sound in the garden of the presence of God who came walking. John Calvin said this, in formulating our, an estimate of sins, we are often imposed upon by imagining that the more hidden, the less heinous that they are. We sometimes think to ourselves that the more, the more hidden these sins are, the more we keep them hidden away, the more private they are, the more uh, secret they are, the more that no one else knows they can't be that heinous. What we begin to realize is that hidden sins can be very hideous. Dr. Henry Cloud, he pointed out this, hidden sins and problems are destructive to us. And if we long to grow, we would want to have them exposed and healed. We would want them to be exposed and healed. So what is, what is secret sin, right? What is secret sin? Secret sin is not something that you might have committed. It's not something, okay, these are not sins of uh, omission, right? These are not something I may have thought something I may have. It's not may have sins. These are sins that we, these are the kind of sins uh, is, is one and where you know that you have violated the law of God, but for one reason or another, you have rationalized it away and it kept it a complete secret. The embarrassment of this secret sin coming out, others knowing, your family knowing, your employer knowing, uh, someone else knowing about this secret sin in our life, we keep it so buried and so hidden. It's not something we might have done. It's something that we know that is going on, and we work as hard as we can as human beings to hide and to cover up as much as we can. This kind of sin is one that is ongoing and usually requires a tremendous amount of cover-up or additional sin just to keep it a secret. You realize sometimes at the end of a long period of time, I've had people who've confessed to me things that are hidden sins in their lives, and the difficulty that they went through just trying to keep it a secret. The cover-up and the ongoing cover-up over and over and over again. A secret sin is a transgression that is done in darkness and thought to be concealed. We think there's no way anyone will ever find out because Santa's not real. He, he doesn't know what we've done when, we, when we're sleeping. doesn't know when we've been good or bad. And we forget completely that the God of the universe, the Bible tells us that the eyes of the Lord in Proverbs 15 verse 3 are everywhere keeping watch on the wicked and the good. So there's a ton of scriptures on this subject of hidden sins and secret sins. There are just so many. I don't know how many I'll be able to get to, but if you're interested, you can email me. I'll send you a, a copy of the PowerPoint or my notes if you're interested with all the scriptures that are listed on there. But with all the scriptures that the Bible talks about, I just kept discovering and discovering and uncovering all these incredible verses of scripture about secret sins and about hidden things. And I began to put them all together, and there's just dozens and dozens of them. But all, all these scriptures fall into four basic principles that I want to share with you this morning in our chapel. Four things to keep in mind about secret sins and hidden sins. Number one is this. The first thing to keep in mind is that God sees and knows about what we think is hidden. God sees and knows. You may have done an incredible job to cover up your sin and to keep it covered up and hide it so, so that no one knows. Your spouse doesn't know about it. Your kids don't know about it. Uh, your relatives don't know about it. No one else around you knows about it. And you think, wow, I have done a really good job to think through and to cover this up. But key thing, first thing, God sees and God knows about what we think is hidden. Listen to some of these scriptures. Isaiah 29, verse 15. What sorrow awaits for those who try to hide their plans from the Lord, who do their evil deeds in the dark. The Lord can't see us, they say. He doesn't know what's going on. Wrong. Test that theory. 
Psalm 44, verse 20 and 21 says, if we, if we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands in prayer to foreign gods, God would surely have known it, for He knows the secrets of every heart. Psalm 69, verse 5, Oh God, you, you know how foolish I am. My sins cannot be hidden from your sight. Psalm 90, verse 8, You spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. God sees everyone, all of us, and He sees them all. There's none that are buried so deep in the recesses of our heart that God can't penetrate it with His light. Proverbs 15, verse 11, Even death and destruction hold no secrets from the Lord. None. How much more does He know the human heart? He formed us. He created us. Nothing in all of creation, the Scripture says, is hidden from His sight. Job 34, verse 22, No darkness is thick enough to hide the wicked from the eyes of the Lord. Nothing. No darkness. Remember we talked about these, these secret sins are always committed and in, in in, in cloaked in darkness? Well, no matter how dark the night, no matter how dark these sins are, no darkness can, can hide these from the Lord. Jeremiah 16, verse 17, 18 says, I am watching them closely, and I see every sin. They cannot hope to hide them from me. Jeremiah 23, verse 24, can anyone hide from me in a secret place? The answer is no. Hebrews 4, 13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. And, and, uh, and we'll come back to this verse for the second part of it. Nothing in all creation, in every human heart, we can't hide from God. And so the first principle is this. God sees and knows what we think we have hidden within our hearts. You see, the hidden within is often so hideous and heinous, it becomes a hindrance to our relationship with God. And I want to let you know that if, if this morning you're listening on, on, on online or you're here in chapel and there's a hidden sin, a secret sin, and you're just continually trying to cover up, and to keep that covered so another one can see it, it's, it's, it's a lot of work because God's made some provisions for us. We have to understand, number one, that, that God sees and knows everything that we think is hidden. It was uh, Lewis Chafer who said this, uh, it may be a secret sin on earth, but it's an open scandal in heaven. Number two, the second thing I want you to notice is that God will eventually expose the sin we have hidden within our hearts. Not only, number one, does he see and does he know every sin that we think we have hidden within our hearts, but eventually every sin will be exposed. Remember our text, Proverbs 20, verse 27, the Lord's light penetrates, exposing every hidden motive. The light, God sheds his light, eventually gets shed on that. And Numbers 32, verse 23 is absolutely true. And you may be sure, what does the scripture say? That your sins are will find you out. Some of you are testing that verse of Scripture. We have a hidden sin. We've kind of kept it. It's buried. And we've never told anyone about it. We don't think anyone knows. But eventually, but eventually, every sin, God will eventually reveal the concealed. And it's important to know when it comes to sin, there is no concealed weapon permit. Amen? There, you don't have the right to conceal sin. It must be exposed. It will be exposed. And the light of Christ will shed in our hearts and eventually expose that. Listen to the writer of Mark, Mark chapter 4, verse 22 through 23. It says this, For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light, 
Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. That's such an important verse of Scripture. I want to repeat it. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open and every secret will be brought to light and anyone with ears to hear will listen. Four key words in that. Everything. Eventually. Exposed. To everyone. Chew on that for a few seconds. Everything. Eventually. Exposed. To everyone. Everyone to find out. That secret that no one knows about. Everything. Eventually, be sure that your sins will find you out. They'll be exposed by the light, and everyone will know them. Luke and Matthew also give us similar accounts of this scripture. Everything eventually exposed to everyone. This is the story that caught my attention just a few weeks ago. It's a story that comes out of Alabama, Bubba Copeland. I don't know how many of you heard this story. Bubba Copeland was the mayor of the, the Smith Station there in outside Opelika, Alabama. He was also the pastor of the First Baptist Church uh, in, in a surrounding community. It was a story that was done on Bubba because he's a pastor and he's the mayor of the city. And uh, a story that exposed Copeland uh, because he had been cross-dressing and involved in a bunch of transgender uh, experiences that were filmed online, uh, online and, and, and on social media. And uh, it's kind of obviously kind of caught my story. It's been all over the national news as a, as a huge story. And so it was, he was upset. He spoke. This is him actually speaking in front of his church on that Wednesday night after the story came out. And, and he began to talk about the hit job that had that come. They were trying to expose him for, for what he'd done. It was all political reasons and so on and so forth. I'm not sure how that plays itself out when you're cross-dressing and, and filming. He said his wife knew about it. It was something he did in secret. It was just a private thing. And then he, then he makes this statement. And this is what has just gone through my head over and over again. He said this in his pulpit. What I do in private life has nothing to do with what I do in my holy life. That's a heinous thought. What I do in my private life has nothing to do with what I do in my holy life. And as absurd as that statement is, there are many Christians today who have bought into the same philosophy. They just haven't verbalized it. What I do in my private life, what I do on my own, has nothing to do with my holy life. And I think that's why we see character, key figure after key figure, Christian leader after Christian leader who fall because of their hidden sins, their secrets. And they've pulled into this idea, what I do in private has nothing to do with what I do in my holy life. Later that following week, Bubba committed suicide. It's a tragic end. Someone who knew the truth. Someone who knew about God's love. Someone who knew about God's forgiveness. And he kept it hidden, secret, till eventually it was exposed. You see, God sees and knows everything that we have hidden, number one. Number two, God will eventually expose everything to everyone. Proverbs 10, verse 9, people with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed, is what the Scripture says. 
Hebrews 4.13, coming back to the verse of Scripture, every, nothing in creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. 1 Corinthians chapter 4.5, so don't make judgment about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns, for he will bring our darkest secrets to light and will reveal our private motives. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 25, and as they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 24, the sins of some are obvious, right? You can see that. They, they sin out publicly. They sin openly. He goes on to say this, reaching the place of judgment ahead of them, the sins of others trail behind them. Why? Because they buried them. They've hidden them. But eventually, everything will eventually be exposed. The third principle I see in all these verses of Scripture is that God will judge us for our unconfessed, hidden sins. That word unconfessed is really important to kind of point out because I don't want this to be just about judgment. There is, there is forgiveness that's available. That's the power of the cross of Christ. That's the power of the sacrifice, the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary for our sins. And it's, there's not a kind of a, a depth chart to those sins. There's not something he looks at, well, okay, you lied. That can be forgiven by the cross. But that secret hid, hidden sin that you have, that can't be covered. But we do have to understand that the Scripture is very clear that, that God will judge us for our unconfessed hidden sins. Romans chapter 2, verse 16 says, and this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God through Christ Jesus will judge everyone's secret life. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 14, God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. You remember the story of Achan in Joshua chapter 7? It was disobedient. God had commanded, this is what you can do, this is what you can keep, this is what you can't keep, this is what you're supposed to destroy. But Achan got in there in the midst of the battle, and he, he began to discover some things that were pleasant to the eye. It's the same story that happens in, in Genesis chapter 3 when, when Eve saw this temptation of Satan and began to realize, okay, well, you know, I, I kind of deserve this and no one ever knows. I'll take these things, I'll hide them. And I, I could spend all day talking about the, 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 this incredible story in, in, in Joshua chapter 7. But what happens? He takes the things, he has them hidden, these incredible treasures that in his eyes were incredible treasures. The worst thing about the treasures that he had taken was he can't show anyone. Do you collect anything? Do you have treasures? Do you have things that you like to collect? I do. I'm a hunter. I like to, not a hunting for animals, but I like to hunt for things and have collections. And I love to show people those things that I've collected, right? The worst part about it was he had these treasures of the world that he couldn't show anyone because they were completely forbidden. And all of a sudden, just as God had promised, he said, God sees and knows everything. And eventually everything will be exposed and God will bring judgment on those who have unconfessed hidden sin. And so God began to judge the Israelites because they were abandoning God's truth. And so Joshua goes before the Lord. He's crying out, God, why, why did you allow this happen? Why did you allow us to go to war? And God basically says, this is the Burke translation, stop whining and stop crying. Go get rid of the sin in your camp. And they begin to dig out and discover that Achan had hidden these things beneath his tent, and he lost his life, and so did every one of his family. It impacted so many people. Lastly, I'd like to suggest to you this truth, that God will forgive our hidden sins if we confess them. Here's the hope. God will confess our sins if we, when sin is covered up, when it's private, it's always uncovered publicly. But when it's uncovered and confessed, it is always covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, including those which are hidden. 
Proverbs 28, verse 13, People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Psalm 32, verse 3 to 5, When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night your hand of discipline was heavy upon me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed my sins uh, to the Lord. Finally, I confessed my sins, and you stopped trying and I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I brought it out in the open. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Why? Because God will forgive our hidden sins if we confess them. Psalm 19, verse 12 and 13 says this, How can I know all the sin lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Cleanse me. Jeremiah 11, verse 20, Lord of the heavenly armies, you make righteous judgments and you examine the deepest thoughts and the secrets of men, of human beings. Remember, the light penetrates the human spirit and every hidden motive. Psalm 139, I love this in the message, it says this, it's a prayer. Investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me, every secret sin, every hidden fault. Cross-examine me and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. I want you to see this quote. I've, I've intentionally left the author off this quote. Just curious to see how many of you would agree with it. It says, I am a firm believer in living as if there were no such things as a secret. If we hide our sins and live in darkness, we will never get the healing we so desperately need. In fact, if it is hidden so well that we don't even recognize it, we may never, ever find forgiveness. I, I read that. I thought that's a, that's a pretty true statement, I believe. Would you agree? How many of you agree that's, a kind of, that's an accurate statement? Okay. How many of you guys have ever heard of Ted Haggard? This is quoted by Ted Haggard. The, the same one who was the, the founding pastor of New Life Church in Colorado Springs, was the head of the National Association of Evangelicals, who was speaking out against homosexual marriage in 2006. And the story got exposed. Why? Because God sees what's going on in our lives. God sees and knows everything that we have hidden. And God will eventually expose those sins. And God will bring judgment upon the unconfessed sins, but God can bring forgiveness if we cry out and confess it. I just can't imagine, as I think back to the story in 2006, I was still on staff here. I remember I was at a convention for CMDA, and Ted Haggard was one of the speakers. When this story began to break, and he stood up and spoke at that, that leadership meeting, and I just thought to myself, What's this? It's, it's a made-up story, right? No, the problem was it was a secret hidden sin that he had never, ever dealt with. Let me close with these two verses of Scripture. Ephesians 5.17 is shameful to even talk about the things that the ungodly people are doing in secret. Ephesians 5.11 have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. I wish I had the time today to kind of go into this particular story, but in 2 Samuel chapter 12, remember David had a secret. He had a secret. 
thought to himself, you know, God doesn't know. He's a man after God's own heart, but God doesn't know. He loved God, but he had this hidden secret sin. And he had kind of manipulated, he had worked out to his advantage, and so everything was taken care of in his mind. No one will ever know. But here's the problem. Number two, God will eventually expose every sin to everyone. Everything will eventually be exposed. And all of a sudden, Nathan comes walking up to him and says, David, you're the man. Thank God that wasn't the end of his story. Psalm 51, I'll let you read it on your own today. Psalm 51 is his prayer of confession, his cleansing of that sin, and he experienced God's incredible forgiveness. So maybe this is a prayer of confession for us today. Oh God, forgive me of my secret sin. Look on me with mercy and give me grace to delight in you rather than in my sin. Lift me out of this pit of sin. Cleanse me of my unrighteousness and fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I might walk in holiness and obey your commandments. Father, thank you for your word today. I pray that this truth will shed light in our hearts. Help us to look within. Help us to ask you to shed your light in our hearts. And I pray that, Lord, if there be any wicked way within us, that we would confess it and bring it out into the light. In your name we pray. Amen.